Wednesday. Uh, coming to you live out of the Living Light Outdoors office. We have uh, <laughs> been a long week already, um, seems like. Kind of scrambling to get in here to, to get this done on time this evening. Wanted to uh, to keep our, our flow going with our Warrior's Way. This is Warrior's Way 5 tonight. Uh, we'll have two more sessions of Warrior's Way after this. And then we are off to something that I am going to love, I believe. I'm excited for the next message that we're going to do, the next series. It'll be a five-week series. Um, really, really looking forward to that. So uh, I hope you guys are enjoying these. I hope it's doing something for you as far as you know, just having a devotional time, something you can study out. I uh, hope you're taking notes, actually. And I, I believe it'll it'll benefit us in the long run. So I'm going to jump into this. Won't belabor this any longer. Warriors Way 5, The Life. Psalm 1611 says this, You make known to me the path of life. You fill me with the joy in your presence, with eternal pleasures at your right hand. Again, that's Psalm 1611. Jesus said in John 14, 6, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except by me. But he said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. In his classic book, Mere Christianity, C.S. Lewis speaks of two distinct and very different kinds of life, biological life and spiritual life. So it's so two life types, if you will, in his book. In reality, the difference between biological life and spiritual life is so important that I am going to give them two distinct names. The biological sort, which comes to us through nature, our natural birth, um, which, like everything else in nature, is always tending to run down and decay so that it can only be kept up by incessant subsidies from nature in the form of air, water, food, etc. That that word is, is bios, B-I-O-S, bios. The spiritual life, which is in God form all eternity and which made the whole natural universe, is zoe. Um, and it's actually pronounced Z-O-W-E-H, Zoe. Um, <laughs> that kind of makes me think of them Canadians, you know, where they always say A. Well, I figured out that A in Canadian isn't spelled with an A. It's actually E-H, A. I no idea who thought that up. But anyway, that's kind of how this is. The word is Z-O-E, but it is actually pronounced Zoe. Bios has to be, sure, a certain shadowy or symbolic resemblance to Zoe, but only the sort of resemblance there is between a photo, a place, or a statue and a man. A man who changed from having Bios to having Zoe would have gone through a significant, as a a significant change as a statue, which changed from being carved stone to being a real man. So, in order for someone something to come from bios to zoe, it literally would, would resemble a carved statue becoming live. Kind of like Pinocchio, if you want to look at it that way. He's a real boy. But it has to, I mean, how could that happen? You know, it's kind of like my crow and the eagle sermon. The only way that that old, nasty, dirty old crow will ever become an eagle is through supernatural interaction with God, a supernatural encounter, if you will. That is precisely what Christianity is about. 
This world is a great sculptor's shop. We are the statues, and there is a rumor going around the shop that some of us someday are going to become life. We're going to come to life. Lewis is actually saying here that, that there's a type of life worth, worth searching for, worth hoping for. Zoe life, or, or Zoe, my, the rendering of the pronunciation, reflected and pronounced in the, in the name Yahweh. Think about that. Zoe is, is in the same preference or pronounced in the same name as Yahweh. Yahweh is, is sorry about that, I don't know what that was, um, that, that Zoe is, uh, or Yahweh is, is actually spelled Y-A-H-W-E-H, has that A on the end of it as well, Yahweh. Zoe was the thing that motivated Jesus' whole ministry. Uh, I came, this is John 10, 10, I came that they might have life, Zoe, and have it to the fullest. So, so John 10, 10 is literally saying that. I came that they might have this Zoe life, this spiritual life, and have it to the full. Your, 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 your fullness of his spiritual life. It was the reason why the apostle John wrote his gospel. John 20, verses 31 says, These stories and sayings of Jesus are written that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that by believing you may have life, Zoe, in his name. So that, that Zoe life, that noise is going to drive me nuts. Let me see if I can fix that. Try that. But, but the John, so John 20, 31, the, the stories, the sayings of Jesus that are written, that, that you might believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, the very, the very, essence of God on this earth, and that by belief, by believing, you may have Zoe, spiritual life, in his name. That, that's, I mean, such, such an important thing for us to, to grasp in this. To the Roman believers, the Apostle Paul had this to say, and this is Romans 8, 6, and 9, the mind of a sinful man is death, but the mind controlled by the Spirit is Zoe, is life. And peace. You, however, are controlled not by the sinful nature, but by the Spirit, if the Spirit of God lives in you. Listen, if, 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 you're, a, if you're a follower of Christ, if, if you've surrendered your life to Him, if you've given up your place and, and, and following Him wholeheartedly, you have given over the sinful nature, but now you're being led by the Spirit. You, you live according to the Spirit, not according to to your to your natural your sinful nature your sinful man, now, Romans eight eight six through nine is or six and nine is where that comes from, and in his second letter to the young pastor Timothy, Paul writes this Second Timothy one ten, our Savior Christ Jesus has destroyed death, and has brought life Zoe life and immortality to light through the gospel, so the very essence the very word of God has brought life. And an immortality to light that he's he's revealed this immortality, this Zoe life, this spiritual change. You know, again, uh, one of the messages I've just just preached recently, and I, <laughs> I, I I just come to my thoughts here um, that I talked about the fact that the body, 
just like earth through the sin from Adam and, 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 and Eve in the garden, when that, when that sin occurred, death began. And I, somebody pointed out something to me once that I thought was powerful. It may have been in a sermon. I, I, I forget at this point. But, you know, when Adam and Eve sinned, their eyes were opened. They, they, they realized they were naked. They, they took fig leaves to try to cover themselves because they were ashamed. That, that shame came from sin. It came from the fact that sin had now entered them, had now entered this earth. But do you realize that the first murder of an animal took place at that moment because God clothed them in animal skin? Now, I don't know of too many animals that you can skin and let them live. So death came when sin entered this world. That that man, I, I, I get that if you will. That's where it all started. De- that this this aging away, this dying. I mean, not only do, not only does a human now have a time frame, an animal has a time frame. Everything on this earth today, including the earth, has a time frame. It's decaying. It's dying. Everyone's all worried about every, the '80s ladies and their hairspray killed our ozone. You know, our Earth is dying. It, it, it's we're probably helping it. You know, any emissions and those types of things. But honestly, there's not going to be any stopping the Earth dying, it, it, because it began when Adam and Eve sinned in the garden and broke the law of God by by disobedience, by lack of obedience. Now we're having to deal with all this. So. But 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 when we become followers, we're no longer. Death doesn't have any stronghold on us anymore, but he's brought brought life, he's brought eternal life, immortality to light out of the gospel, out of his word, love and life, the offer of the gospel. That that is Jesus' story, right? Love and life. Love one another, follow me, and live for eternity. I mean, I mean, it, the other side of that coin is don't follow me and burn for eternity. I mean, there, there's an eternal value to both sides of this, but but there's a way out of the 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 nastiness of this earth, if you will. Sure, we get this wonderful grace and and never-ending forgiveness, but both grace and forgiveness. Are so we can live, and live loved. We we can't when we when we come to Christ and we surrender our life, we're still stuck here. We're we're still stuck in this world that is decaying and dying until either our life passes or Christ comes to get us. But 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 because we're stuck here, this this grace and forgiveness is unending never-ending forgiveness that he gives us through his grace, it's there because we can live and, and live loved, knowing that we are loved by our creator. God loves us so much. He, he loves each of us so much that he gave his son's life. I don't know how many of you are parents out there. I mean, there's days that I could have sacrificed my son to some God, I'm sure, uh, most of us have had those moments, you know. You know what I'm talking about, and I think my son listens to these podcasts. So I'll probably get in trouble for this, but, but, it, but when you think about it, you know there there are those moments. But can you really imagine 
I mean, think for a moment. Can you really imagine? I, mean, I think to, to um, Abram and, and Isaac, when, when, when here Isaac is, is this prized possession, um, God's gift to Abraham in his old age, you know, here's Isaac, who's his son, big things planned, you know, going to carry the generations. And then God says, okay, Abram, here's what I want you to do. I want you to take the boy to the mountains and I want you to sacrifice him to me. Give him back to me. Wow. Are you kidding me? I mean, the, the, the coolest part of that story is Abraham didn't even hesitate. He, him and the servants gathered things up. They gathered the wood. They carried the fire. I, boy, that's a sermon all in itself. They carried the fire. You think about that. They didn't have any Bic lighters back in that day. No little charcoal lighter fluid. That's my cheat. I use a lighter and some fluid to get my fires going. But think about that. They had to carry burning fire already so that they would have fire for the sacrifice to, to burn this on the altar. And, and believe it or not, they carried all that stuff with Abraham in mind of Isaac is the sacrifice. Because even Isaac is saying at one point, okay, Dad, um, you know, we have the fire and we have the wood, but I don't see the lamb for the sacrifice. And Abraham's words, man, are so powerful. God will provide he never lost faith. He never lost hope. God will provide. And he followed with obedience all the way to the moment of laying Isaac on that altar and raising the knife to plunge it into him, to, to kill him for the sacrifice to God, because that's what God told him to do. That obedience level comes into play here that's monstrous. We have to understand that obedience is the key ingredient to everything in our walk with Christ. We, we've got to have obedience. Our, our obedience to him is, is utmost important. And his, he is the word. We're to follow his word. Obviously, we know the rest of the story. Um, just as he's preparing to plunge the knife, the angel of the Lord says, wait, don't harm the boy. Now I see your, you know, God sees your faithfulness to him. And sure enough, right there is a ram caught in a thicket that becomes the sacrifice. God provides in our obedience. Might not be just exactly how we wanted it or how we see it or in our timing, but God provides through our obedience to him. This, this, this love, this live and lived loved, that's the greatest life of all time. Man, listen, you may struggle. You may have your issues. You may have things going on in your life you don't understand. Listen, I've been there, done that, going through it, got the T-shirt, probably got a hat to go with it because I have gone through things I'll never understand. I, and, and they don't stop. J just because you give your life to the Lord, just because you surrender, doesn't mean our struggles stop. Our enemy continually comes at us. He does not want us to succeed. Satan's ultimate goal is to kick us enough that we give up following Christ. And in my mind, I've, you know, I've had those moments where I've thought, you know what? I'm tired. I'm tired of the fight. I'm tired of all this mess. I'm just not going to do it anymore. So what am I going to do? I mean, honestly, if you're not going to follow Christ, if you're not going to live your life according to God's word, what else is there? Death? Ultimately, that, that is where it's leading to not only physical but spiritual death with no hope. 
I don't know how anybody can walk in this world today without a realization that Christ is our hope. He brings hope. He brings peace. He brings covering. He there's so many things. And I man, I I struggle. I have I I struggle financially. I struggle physically. I struggle with all these things. But yet I know he's still my hope. And however I bring those to him, he might not meet my needs according to the way I want them met in my time frame. But he does meet them in his. Man, we got to trust him. We've got to lean on him. We've got to walk with him. Even in the hard times, these wilderness moments, man, this wilderness thing just keeps piling up. You know, there's something about being in the wilderness. There's something about how God... You know, we, we've, and just recently, I think one of the studies either Ron and I have done or uh, so many things in my mind at the moment, but, but the realization that the wilderness isn't this dark, dreary, lonely place. Oftentimes the wilderness becomes the very holy place that we meet with God because it's in the struggle. It's in the challenge. It's in the desert places that we actually open our hearts up and let God speak to us and let him lead us. So don't give up in the midst of the wilderness, the challenge and the struggle. This, this, the, the, the greatest life of all is to live and lived loved. How cool is that? Let me ask you a question. I'll try to close this up. How have you experienced God's love? In your life, how have you experienced God's love? That may take some thought. You may need to ponder on that a while, and that's okay. But I want you to really spend some time with that. Don't just, oh, yeah, I remember it was back here. I want you to think about the times that you've experienced the, the, the trueness, the love of God, and you've had no doubt in your mind that it was God hugging you, his arms wrapped around you, whispering his peace into you. How many, how many times have you experienced God's love? And, and then this question, how? When and where has he demonstrated you are one of his favorite image bearers? You're created in his image. You, know, you go all the way back to the very beginning in Genesis where it, it said, let, come, let us make man in our image. He, he, he was referring to the Trinity, you know, the Godhead, the Holy Spirit, and the Son Jesus. He said, come, let us make man in our image image and our likeness so how has how when and where has he demonstrated that you're one of his favorite image bearers you're, you're one of his favorite creations you ever had that feeling look for it dig back into those memory banks and think about the times that god has shown you that you're one of his favorites amen Man, I hope you're digging something out of these things. I, I love you. Thank you so much for tuning in. Rhonda and I love you guys. Thank you for your support. Um, my goodness. I, God's got so much going on. There are so many things being poured out right now. that, that <laughs> Our world is in chaos, but God is not confused. That no matter how chaotic this world may become, our God is still in control. It's it's in Him that we find our anchor. It's in Him that we need to tie our boat. It's in Him that we need to hold fast. Because He is the one that's going to be victorious 
in the midst of this chaos. Man, it's coming soon. I, I cannot help but wonder how fast we're going to see this come to pass. How exciting is this? You know, the, the, the world continues on around us. We, we have to be here. We've got to deal with it. We've got to be a part of it. But I'm telling you, this is an exciting time to be a follower of Jesus Christ. Lock in, load up, and go to work. Amen? Be who God called you to be. Begin to speak life into other people. Begin to bring hope and a hopeful message to others. Let your words be encouraging. Get, get out of this whole hum, bummed out mess and, and begin, get excited about your life in Christ. Amen? Man, I love this. I, I, I get lots of opportunities to, to speak into the lives of other people. And I look for them. I, I'm encouraged when God opens a door for me to speak into someone's life. It's not because it does me anything. A lot of times it causes me a lot of grief and stress, a lot of sleeplessness. But how cool is it that God uses those who follow him as his tools and instruments, the very hands and feet of Jesus on this earth, speaking his word and his light into the darkness around him. Carry your light strong. Amen. God bless you guys. We love you. Thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, we'll be back Sunday morning. I'm not exactly sure where we're going. I'm, I'm hoping I can get back into our series. I've got a lot I still want to do with that. Uh, we'll see. There, <laughs> God continues to pour things into me. Um, I, uh, it's just that time. I, I Right now, I'm busy. I wish I could be on this microphone a lot more than I am right now. Um, and, I, and I will be soon. I, I know that my work schedule looks like it's going to slow down here pretty quick. And it's going to allow me some more freedoms uh, to, to write, some more freedoms to speak and, and and bring this word out that God keeps pouring into me. I'm I'm in an overflow mode right now, man. I got stuff going over the overflow valve and I, I got to contain it. I, I want to share it with people. So be in prayer. Pray for your neighbor. Pray for those who, who you love, those who are around you. Pray for your enemy. The Bible says that when we pray for our enemies, it's like heaping coals of fire on their head. And I'm not talking about praying that God will burn them to the ground. I used to do that. I'm like, yeah, God, burn them. Pour them hot coals on them. That's not what he means. When he talks about praying for enemies, because it's like heaping coals of fire in their head, he's literally talking about praying for their soul. Lift their soul up that God will touch them, change them, move them, encounter them, change them forever. And by doing so, it'll free you from the burden that you carry, the offense that you might be carrying, and it'll also make them so stinking miserable that they're either going to have to run from God or run to him. That's what he's talking about when it says pray for your enemies. And it's like heaping coals of fire on their head. So pray for your enemies. Amen. Let them run. Let them run to God. Let them, let them, let their souls be set free and, and forgiveness poured in. It'll, it'll benefit you. I guarantee you. God bless you. We love you. We thank you so much. We will be back with you soon. Um, as soon as I can. So God bless you guys. Thank you. Uh, continue to support us, www.livingloudoutdoors.com. You can support us right there on our podcast. Uh, you can just click the link support. We've got support coming that way. Um, you can send a check. You can, but man, we appreciate your support. We are still actively supporting ministry all throughout the United States and Mexico. Uh, would like to be doing more. We have a, we have a budget. We have a goal that we set as far as missions giving this year. We're not there would like to be so if, if it's something that you uh, god puts on your heart that you want to support us monthly 
Uh, it don't matter the amount. If, if you've got a, an amount that you feel like God's leading you to give, man, give it on our Simple Give app, on our PayPal giving link, whatever whatever you choose. The Simple Give is aw- is awesomely easy. Um, so, But either way, if, if you choose to support us, we love you. We thank you for that. No matter what, we pray for you, and we pray that God will bless you. Keep praying for us as we continue to carry the light. Amen. God bless you. We love you. We will talk to you again real soon.